welcome to Nikki 1111 in my Fields Today podcast. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing well. So, today we're going to talk about, um, first of all, foremost, uh, I want to give a shout out to the families of Biz Marquee and Keisha Cole. Um, I send my condolences to their family at this time, you know, um, it is hard in, uh, to lose a family member, so I just want to pay my respects to them um, at this time. I, uh, you know, I'm not here to, to really talk about it, but, you know, when we, uh, when they came in, you know, Keisha Cole came into our lives through music, and her mom came in our lives through the reality show, and, uh, you know, I'm, I... Uh, you know, the mom is the matriarch, martyr, what is the martyr, matriarch of the family. And I know how, uh, how severe that pain can be, even though, you know, if your parents and you have fell out, you know, that's still the person who created you and brought you, who, who helped to help you to get here on the earth, you know, get here and to produce a life for yourself. So that is a major form of gratitude there, despite of, you know, you guys ups and downs and, you know, your riffs and raps with each other. So I just want to um, send my condolences to them. as um, Also to the Bismarcky family. I don't know his, his, his real name, but, he, he, you know, he was known worldwide as, as, worldwide as Bismarcky and, um, you know, I, I recently shared a, a post that he was having some health issues, you know, and and that's the thing. I, you know, when it came out and came down my timeline or whatever, you know, I was shocked to hear that, you know, that it was, you know, it was so. Because at the time that I posted it, he was still fine. You know, people was reporting that he had passed away, but people were saying that that wasn't true. So, you know. It's it's always hard to lose a loved one, you know, but me being a spiritual individual that I am, I understand that, you know, there's another side, there's another consciousness to this realm that we're in. So I just, you know, pray and wish for him an easy crossover, you know, and that he may begin his training of uh, ascending on the other side and I pray and hope that he has healed whatever that was that that occurred here on this realm and that he is able to move on and is and able to ascend on the other side you know so that's the first thing I want to do is uh send my condolences um on another note I just want to send love and condolences to all the people who have lost their lives this year um whether it be COVID by the hands of someone else, um, unjustifiably, um, um, freak accidents, anything. I just want to send my gratitude and I hope that you all, you know, cross over to the other side and begin your spiritual journey or your work as well. Cause, um, you know, when they cross over the other side, some of them get, uh, maybe get missions to come help us or they come back to, heal a cycle or hear some karmic cycle that they were in. Um, maybe some of them wasn't ready to go. Some of them might not be able to ex- haven't accepted yet that they are on the other side or they feel like they was fairly untaken. So 
there's a lot of things. It's, 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 it's deep, you know, but I just want to send love to everybody and all of them and the families as well. Um, Today I'm coming to do something a little different. I'm trying to keep it, you know, live, but sometimes I'll do something the same, just a different topic. And today I um, recently uh, downloaded this book, right, off of um, Amazon through Kindle. Um, it's a couple of them that I want to talk to you guys about, but this one is called, um, short, sweet, and sacred 52 uploading, uploading, I mean, um, excuse me, short, sweet, and sacred uplifting stories. Where am I at? I'm on 47.6%. Um... of of stories um so i read one last night you know this one was called just to see how it um um how it would sound how it would sound to me and how it would sound to you guys and and to see if this is something i even wanted to do but um as i read the story it was encouraging um the first story i read to myself is called an angel and a best friend and in the story, um, this young lady, um, you know, she was getting up. She had to go to an interview or something like that. Um, she was stressing out because she had to get the kids up for school, you know, and she was running behind. So one of her neighbors had seen her basically almost having a meltdown, meltdown slash panic attack, right? So, you know, she was trying to figure out what was going on with her... Um, you know, she was just looking at her for a minute, just trying to figure out what was going on with her. You know, like, you know, she said she knew the lady. She thinks she knew her name was Amy. She approached her and that was her name. She knew of her in the neighborhood. So as she was seeing this lady go through her, um, her meltdown, she was late for work. She was late getting the kids off. Like, you know, everything was going out of whack and kind of chaotic this morning. So as her um, neighbor had seen, was watching her. So her neighbor went up to her and asked her what was wrong. And then she told her neighbor everything was going on and how she was just, you know, everything was just falling apart. And she just really needed some help or she didn't have the help. Or the lady noticed that this woman really needed some help, you know, you know, because the lady was trying to do it by herself. But this was a day she's she has managed to do it by herself. But this day it just became overwhelming. So, you know, her neighbor came up to her and, and offered some help. You know, she listened to her situation, her story, and she said she came up with a solution to this young lady's problem and said, how about this? Being as though you have to go to work every morning, get the kids ready, just send the kids to my house, and I will help them, prepare them, get them ready so they can be off to school since you have to go to be to work so early, you know, and things like that. And that was was causing her to be late a lot when she went to work, you know. So after this has transpired and occurred, you know, Amy, the lady that was having trouble the morning, has came to a. It helped her out tremendously. Okay, so later on down the line. Um, 
their kids wind up um amy and the young lady that helped her became best friends and then their kids were best friends that also graduated from high school together she said that they have um shared many tears lives birthdays holidays and more than a few glasses of wine shopping that day to help a distraught woman in the street was absolutely one of the best decisions of my life that soft voice that implored me to help amy was guiding me to my forever best friend for that i will forever be grateful that's just the one i read to myself but um the moral of the story is in this um um this first story here was that we do when you get the uh voice or you hear that um small voice in your head it's like you know um your angel your spirit god or your higher self telling you like um you know to reach out and help somebody somebody you see if you see somebody going through something you know a lot of times we say we don't want to get involved you know because you don't want to get involved in that energy and i know i've said that many times try to stay away from low vibrational but if you're low vibrational people but if you're spiritually led to do so um i would advise to listen to that when it comes to helping out somebody else you know because as i as i've said many times over when i first started my journey i only was looking out for my best interest you know, I was trying to save myself, you know, and, um, in the midst of my journey, I've come to save a lot of other people, you know, and I know a lot of you guys have done that for your, a lot of people. And, you know, the sad part is sometimes people don't appreciate that. Sometimes people will take moments like that and use it to their advantage or they try to manipulate the situation. But my best advice is when you help people, you know, first we're supposed to help without expecting anything in return. But when, when you help somebody, it's not, it's not, that's confirmation. When you help somebody, it's not for the, to cripple them, enable them. Is it enable them or disable them, you know, to come dependent on you. When you help somebody, um, don't help them to become reliant on you, but help them to become independent. You know, but do take the time out to help um, when you are spiritually led to do so. And if you're being spiritually led to do so, you won't hear of what you're going to, which, how this is going to benefit you. You're going to hear, you're going to just feel it from, you know, place of love, um, place of uh, being connected with your higher self and spirit. But um, it was just a story that I, I just thought y'all I would tell y'all what what I was going to be doing because I mentioned it in my previous podcast. You know, it's going to take some practice too. I'm going to get better, but at, at the while, it's going to sound a little uh, draining maybe. But then I'll be, you know, I will become better at it, hopefully to master it. So, um that's that that was the moral of the story is um spirit spirit wants us to help others but we don't help them for them to become codependent on us you know we help them to give them a step up like michelle obama said um 
when we when they go low, we go high and um turn around for somebody um and help them out. But in my words, it was like um you know, you know that Motel 6 slogan, don't forget to leave the light on for them. You know what I'm saying? Y'all understand that? Don't forget to leave the light on for them. One People are going through dark times, you know what I'm saying? You understand? So you sharing your light with your your fellow man, the ones you can trust, always use your intuition and have a high level of discernment, especially when you're on your path to success or, or, or on your path of success. Use your highest level of discernment. But like I said, confirmation. Don't forget to leave your light on for them. You feel what I'm saying? Share light. Share the light. Give them information. You know? Things like that. So, let me see if this, which one I want to read now. I think I'm going to just read them in order. Um, order. <laughs> okay. So, this is just a trial. I'm gonna see how this works out. If I, if I like this, um, I will keep it. If I don't, I will delete it. But I'm gonna try and read this. Um, the next story is called "My Crossroad Moment" by Rajika Mahan in Virginia, USA. This one is called "For Me, I Have Everything." I can never want. This includes a beautiful house, three beautiful kids, being married to a wonderful man for 25 years, and having the opportunity to stay home to care for my family. But on, on the inside, I feel anything but happy. I am at the lowest point of my life. I have feelings of frustration and dissatisfaction with myself, but I continue to ignore it because it's so deeply painful. My time and energy are completely centered around my kids, my husband, and my in-laws. I know I am trying. I know I am trying to fill the void of feeling inadequate and unworthy. Each day I barely get, each day I barely get by, and at the end of the day, I find myself lying in bed crying and thinking about how to find an answer to what will bring me joy, fulfillment, and purpose. The sleepless nights are impacting my daily life, leading me to have conversations while being irritated and in a bad mood. My kids and my husband ask me time and time again if they have done something wrong. They ask, did we upset you in any way? I snap at them and say no. Deep within, there's a feeling that I cannot express outwardly. But today, it is apparent to me that I am totally checked out from my relationships. Every conversation I have with my husband, kids, and in-laws ends up in arguments or one of us walking away because we are frustrated with each other. I am at my wit's end. Today I decided, even though I am scared to bring it up to have a conversation with my husband, I am unhappy and I know he feels the same way. We tell our parents we are going out for a drive and we will be back shortly. My request to talk is going to lead to a turning point for me since I am going to openly share with what share what is on my heart. I want more joy and peace of mind, and this is my chance to see what I can do about it. As we are traveling away from home, I muster up the courage to have the conversation. As I begin, it's uncomfortable and very emotional for me, 
My spoken thoughts feel like I'm vomiting out of many feelings. My husband listens to me patiently, and now it's his turn. My heart sinks because I am scared of what he is going to say. He expresses how he is unhappy and frustrated, and he shares everything I do. Oh, okay, excuse me, excuse me. And he shares everything I do doesn't seem to be enough. He is discouraged every day when he walks into the house because he doesn't know what mood I am going to be in. He says, sometimes I think I'm not coming home. And despite everything I am doing, I can't make you happy. And it's just not enough. The kids are not happy. And I notice how the atmosphere in the house changes, especially when you are in a mood. I love you, but I don't think we make each other happy. Perhaps the best thing is for us to separate and evaluate the situation. I am not surprised by what he is sharing, as I know it is a long time coming. This is my first time sharing my genuine feelings of frustration, anger, and unhappiness. I have enjoyed raising our kids, and I have had the privilege of being home with them. But beneath it all, our relationship is on autopilot. And we are living our lives as roommates. We both wanted to work. And one option we explore is marriage counseling. It is uncomfortable for both of us because culturally, counseling is frowned upon. And it's something couples don't do. As each session, excuse me, my S's. As each session starts, we share what has happened. And then our therapist shares her insights and suggestions on how to approach the situation. There are a few bumpy days because it is all new to us and it is awkward to tell someone else our problems, but we try. My expectation of therapy is to help me fix my husband and me. I want therapy to help me resolve my internal feelings. But as I continue down this path, it leaves me even more resentful. Fast forward, one day my husband comes home and shares with me that he isn't willing to go back because it's not helping. He tells me it's not going to work and if you want to go, you can go by yourself. I am furious. I desperately want him to see my point of view and I want him to understand that this is the only option to save our marriage. I continue to go, committing that I am not going to give up. If nothing else, I am attending session so I can get insight in what is missing for us. I give it another six months and I'm still not seeing an improvement. During all of this, I do have my faith in my higher power. I have complete faith that there is another way. And I know my creator creator, excuse me, will help me in my search. One evening my friend calls me and invites me to a presentation and I share I would love to attend with her. As we walk into the event, it is a full house with over 150 people. I sit in the back row with my hands folded, not knowing what to expect. Expect. The speaker starts to share how we have an opportunity to create new possibilities, and he elaborates on what stops most people from taking the first step. He is talking about how humans attach meaning to events. And then they carry that interpretation in every interaction. He shares, we can learn to let go of these attached meanings and recognize that in fact, it's not true. It's at that point we can change our lives and and life can be full of new adventures and possibilities. 
This intrigues me and I want to know more. At the end, they make an offer to sign up for the course and I jump out of my seat to register. I put it on my calendar while committing to be there for the full weekend so I can understand why I am so unhappy. As the weekend event finishes, I start to implement what I learned. I find myself in a happier place. I am able to express myself more and I have more courage to share my feelings. Excuse me. My internal shift helps with the atmosphere in the home and in it is and it is getting easier to have more joyful conversations. I am happy to share that my husband and I have recently celebrated 29 years of marriage. I sit back and reflect on my journey, how this was a wake-up call for me and how I had to put my most important important relationships on the back burner. Today I can fully recognize that there is a reason I went through this. It was there for me to grow and expand my awareness so that I could create a life I love today. A life full of peace and happiness. So I think what they're saying in this story is that she became attached to the fact um, that she was unhappy. So it sounds like she was manifesting it. Um, She kept um, sulking in the fact that she was unhappy. But she needed to take the time to invest and find out what it was. And I think what she found out is that she was so much invested in everybody else um, that she stopped investing in herself, you know. Um, And when she wasn't invested in herself, it was um, pouring out onto the family because she was, um, maybe she was blaming everybody else or making it feel like the way she was feeling unhappy was because she was telling uh, herself that everybody else was the fault, but she didn't... um, she just um kept um what is it uh she just kept uh what is it vibing in the negative part um of the situation but um she didn't step into the positive part which is you know gratitude you know when we are going through things we do you know we seem to sulk and bulk and sit in in the misery part of it, uh, the negative side of it. So when she started to dive deep within herself and find out what it was in her, instead of outcasting the problem on everybody else, she had to find out, go within to find a solution um, to her problem, her situation. Um, and then she came to a place where she realized it, it wasn't the outside. It was the inside that was affecting her. Um, she probably had a busy life, you know, she needed organization in her life. That's just what the story is saying. I feel, I feel like she needed some organization. You know, you have, you need organization in order to be a successful, um, person. Cause you know, um, spirit always say they don't want us to put a lot of time and work, um, we got to balance it out. We have to put time in like, uh, you got a hundred percent in a day. You got to put 25. What is it? You got to put 10% into this or 25% of that. But it all has to balance. That's how you have, um, an abundant life. And that's how you able to keep the manifestations coming in. That's how you leave a clear path for the manifestations coming in because, uh, 
you take care of yourself. That's the priority. Like they say, pay yourself first. It's the same way when it comes to your mental health, um, comes to your spirituality. So yeah, anyway, somebody could be out there going through something like that, you know, and it's like, it's just seem things are piling on and piling on and piling on. And we, we understand that. Um, but it's also how you look at it. Now, 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 you know, that, that, that's so rude. But yeah, so basically that's what they want you to do is, uh, that's, that's her story is that, um, yeah, <sighs> you know, you can't help your animals cause they, they so random. They just rude and they, they just, they just have what they want. They want what they want when they want it. I want to scream so bad, you know, uh, S-T-U or S-T-F-U, but I, I have to work on that. You know, that's the, that's what I'm working on. Some things happen unexpectedly and you can't control them. You know, oh, that's the message. Things happen unexpectedly, but you can't control them. You just have to learn how to go with the flow. Don't don't break down. Don't crack out. You know what I'm saying? Understand. They're always going to be, it's all, you know, what is it? This too shall pass. Um, tears can come at night, but joy come in the morning. You know, but if you continue to continue to look at the negative and continue to lay negative on top of negative, you're just going to be in some negative and you're going to create more negative and you're going and it's going to come to you because you won't see everything in a negative light. Like every time I go down the street, every time I drive down this road, the light always red. Well, guess what? The light going to always be red because you said it is always red. Every time I come in the store, it's always raining. Well, every time you come in the store, it's going to be always raining. Or if it's not raining, every time I come in the store, the prices go up. Well, that's prices going to go up. You, The price is going to go down, but you just won't come in there when they go down. You just won't come in there when they go up because you're going to continue to manifest it. So it's like when she changed this young lady in the store, it changed her mindset. Her life changed. You know, my husband getting on my nerve, my kids getting on my nerve, my job getting on my nerve. Yep, everybody going to get on your nerve till you stop. They stop. You stop telling yourself they get on your nerve. When you start saying, I love my kids. I love my babies. Even though my kids don't do what I want you, I still love them. my babies. We say that. And you know what I mean? My baby going to have make some good grades this year, even though you know your baby is a little challenged. <laughs> I don't mean no harm in that, but I've been there, done that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, my baby passed, you know. But I, I, I have to be careful what I speak. We have to be careful what we think. All right. So now you know how I like to go get the questions because I don't have nobody to share them with yet. So I, I'm going to pick some questions for myself and then I'm going to answer them. Okay. These are spiritual questions because we already on a spiritual vibe. But I also got one more thing. Excuse me, I just burped. That's the truth. Why did I burp? Oh, it's okay for me to answer the question. All right, so I got something else for you. 
too, guys. Uh, something I thought about you. I thought about y'all when I went to go find my books. So, it's a book on um, Amazon. It's called 101 Ways, right? Anybody got that book out there? I don't know. I can't hear you. But this is called 101 Tactics for Spiritual Warfare. Okay. Okay, so listen, this is one for when you are getting spiritually attacked. Whatever is happening, um, pray it away and then just sign off on, the, uh, on your person of preference in their name. Sign their signature on that, that situation. This situation too shall pass in such and such name. Um, I will not have a trouble with my boss anymore in such and such name. You feel what I'm saying? It's basically like binding away. Um, I will not fall for the illusion and the confusion of such and such. Sign it in your person of preference or your spirituality of preference name. Just, just send it, put the stamp of blood on it. You know what I mean? Whatever you're going through, uh, I will not be late for work today in such and such name. You feel what I'm saying? That's one way because that is, you know, the enemy coming against you. All right. Um, I'm going to make a such and such amount. Uh, I'm going to make this amount of money. I don't know if I should say much, should say money. But whatever it is, just put the signature of the most high's name or the son's name or whoever you believe in his name. You understand? That's one thing for you guys. Um, um, be careful with the words. Okay, so this one is called break word curses. This is a long one, guys. I'm just helping out where I can. Okay. All right. Okay, listen to this. The devil can use well-intentioned people who love you to release word curses over you. People who are jealous of you or otherwise don't like you can release word curses over you. You can even release word curses over yourself. Word curses can take the form of insults, false accusations, judgments, or confessions of death over your life, such as I always get sick this time of year or he will never hold it down a job. Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So in Proverbs 12, 18 reveals that there are those who speak like the piercing of piercing of a sword. Proverbs fifteen four tells us a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it crushes the spirit. Proverbs eleven and nine reveals a hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge the just will be delivered. And Proverbs 25, 18 says, a man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. James 3, 8 tells us the tongue is an unruly evil that is full of deadly poison. Strong words. Paul, Paul warned us. Paul warned us to bless and curse not. When we curse anything, we speak ill of it. Think about it for a minute. When Yeshua cursed the fig tree, it withered up. Studies show that when we talk to plants, they react. If you say nice things to plants, they thrive. If you curse the plants, they suffer. 
Word curses from authority figures in our lives seem to carry more weight because we put more stock in them. We accept them. As youth, when our parents continually tell us we are stupid and will never amount to anything, those curses linger over us. They must be broken ultimately, though we believe that we believe what we say about ourselves more than what anyone else says about us. The most powerful word curses then are self curses. Breaking word curses meaning repenting if you curse yourself and renouncing curses if they came through the mouth of another. At times you may sense word curses in the spirit realm and never really know from who they originated. It's not as important that you discern who is cursing you as it is to discern the working of the curse. Practically speaking, I break every word, um, curse, hex, vex, spell, incantation, potion, and expression of witchcraft coming against me, my daughter, my family, my business, my ministry, my finances, and everything that relates to me. And I say in Yeshua, Emmanuel, Ashe's name, and you say who you believe in. Yeshua redeemed you from the curse of law, being murdered, cursed for you. Galatians 3.13, you have authority to break word curses and to release the opposite of the curse. Blessings over your life for his glory. Okay, you have the authority to break word curses and to release the opposite of the curse. Blessings over your life for his glory. So like I said, you got to be careful what you speak over your life. Just like the, going back to the other story, she had to watch what she said over her life. We have to watch what we speak. I've said this numerous times, but... Whenever you say something to yourself, like what I just said, um, every time I go to the store, it's always such and such. Or every time I go to work, such and such, stop cursing yourselves. You understand? And then say, I remove this such and such or this situation in your person's of belief name. Sign that signature because that's coming in agreement with you. Um, whenever you say, I always, I never... I never lose weight. Um, say that devil is a liar in such and such name, or I I will lose this weight in such and such name. You know what I mean? So I hope that doesn't confuse y'all. You know, but uh, everything as you can see, everything kind of went with each other. The story, the first story I told, then um, the tactic um, of how we break the curses that we put against ourselves. Um, the story of the lady continuously um, manifesting negative outcomes in her life and that she was continually telling herself she was unhappy. So that's basically saying that we got to watch what we say to ourselves and anything you're going through, just just uh, remove it by binding it in your person of preference, your spiritual person of preference name. All right. And now we're going to close. This is a long one, but um, we're going to close this one out with a question from me to you. Okay. Let's see. I wonder if um, I might have to. Did I download it? No, I didn't. All right, let's see. Okay. All right. Okay, y'all. Y'all, if you know me, you've been seeing me, you've heard me talk before. Here's a question for me 
to answer to you, for you, in front of you, whatever, you know. Okay, it says, if you, <coughs> excuse me, I'm coughing. If you could teach the entire world just one concept, what would it be? Anybody, I know somebody knows this answer. What If I could teach anybody anything in this world, what would it be? I can hear somebody answer. Somebody knows this answer if anybody's listening. Yes, self-love. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. I'm grateful for whoever's listening. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm telling you, self-love. That's what I would tell everybody. Um, The reason why I would teach y'all self-love, because you are magnificent beings. Yes. You was a magnificent being when you was a baby. You learned how to walk. You learned how to talk. You crawled. You lift your head up, you know. And then when you you taught yourself how to go to the bathroom, your parents showed you how to do it, and then you did it on your own. You was taught it, and you went about it on you. Taught, you learned how to drive. Some of y'all learned how to drive without even your parents trying to take you behind the wheel. You learned how to do your schoolwork. You learned through everything you've been through how to keep going. And then you show somebody else how to do it. And then you then you stop being selfish all about you and you gave birth to children. Now you got grandchildren. You got beautiful families. Okay, and sometimes beautiful jobs. You didn't give up. You didn't take yourself out of here. And you're healing. And you're manifesting, and you ain't putting up with certain bullshit too much long, too long. You might put up for put up with it for a while, but you're not you're not putting up with it too much longer than you used to. You're not scared of letting people go. You're not scared of walking out of let uh, walking out of people's life because they don't do you right. And you know about your ancestors. Going back to the beginning of where you came from, you came through this little bitty hole. You came through this little bitty, the whole of the size of a, I don't know, a dime? What's your big old head? You is all right. You know what I'm saying? You is the bomb.com. And you didn't give up. When it got hard, it got tired, you wasn't sure. But you kept going. It just seemed like you couldn't get a break. You kept going because you said you was worth it. Yep. That's what you did for yourself. You loved yourself. And then somebody going to come love you because you love yourself. Because you see the beauty in you first. How great you are. Yes, self-love is the bomb. Yes, when you could just sit there and be like, girl, you hot. Dude, be like, boy, you hot. You know what I'm saying? You the bomb. You know, not everybody can handle that sometimes. You know, people can't can't handle self-admiration, admiration. But you better at least 
do, listen, you can do it in quiet. You could be like, they ain't got S-H-I-T on me. Who going to know? How they going to know? How they going to know? Because you're going to show them. But you ain't going to show them without having to tell them because they already going to know. You know, but you can secretly manifest it for them to feel great too. You that powerful. People people around you that might be jealous of you, that's because they ain't done their work. And they ain't doing their work. You know, they can ride your coattail for butt for so long. They still got to go out there and make it happen for them. And, then, and, you know, if you get high enough, you can help. But, you know, self-love and success, I feel like keeps you safe. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're going to have discernment on who you deal with and who you let in your circle. I will continuously repeat this one. But people who come in your circle might uh, who, who will be jealous of your successes because they haven't done the work on themselves. They haven't healed the wounds, you know, of somebody maybe told them that they wasn't good enough. They be like, you so lucky, but you can do it too. You just don't got to come step on my toes to do it. You know what I mean? You ain't got to step on nobody else's toes to be successful. You go do your own thing. You know, create your own lane. You know, and we come celebrate at the end of the day. You feel what I'm saying? It ain't all about, it ain't always, you know, I got to start an argument with this person, this purpose, so we both can be hot, so I can be hotter than you. Mm -mm. It's multiple lanes in this thing. Self-love is like, I can share with you, but you ain't got to come step on me to try to get bigger than me or big as me. It, but a lot of times, people who want to step on your toes, they don't want to be big as you. They try to be bigger, you know. And what, and what happens is, as they going up, trying to pass you, you're going to see them come back and fall down. Because, you know, you did it the right way. They tried to do it in a jealous way, you know. You know how that jealous stuff and that revenge stuff don't work. It worked temporarily, but the plan failed. The plan gets told. You know, you're going to have to, they have to abort the mission. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a plan failed automatically. It, just, it might take time, but like I said, but self-love is very important. Let me tell you what, let me tell you what I've seen on TV. I'm not going to speak on the show, but I'll tell you how the universe is working right now. I was watching this show, right? So all the contestants was meeting each other, yo. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they was all, you know. So everybody was coming in like, hey, what's your name? Shaking hands, shaking your hand. But then you had this, like, black girl, right? And this certain person, different race individual. So the certain individual um, elbow pumped the black girl, but he shook everybody else's hand except the black girl. Now that person... Is off the show. I'm telling you, universe ain't playing. Karma is real. Don't think you're gonna get ahead by stepping on somebody else. It's not gonna happen. If you do, you it's not gonna last long. You know? So that's what goes back to what I said. Goes back to what I was saying. Self-love is very important. Because you ain't gonna worry about worry about what the next man doing because you know who. You are what position you're here to play. What's your role in this world? You're going to understand that other man's success and why. And then sometimes people get so successful, you know, their head gets too big. 
you know they forget who they forget who got them there and and then you know how the universe do what must up must come down so you ain't gotta be worried about the next man especially if they're a little selfish and ungrateful and greedy in the process you'll see you're like well how was it up there <laughs> it didn't how how was it up there and they won't tell you. I stepped on a lot of people's heads. It's just that you're going to already know. Because you already know about karma. You're not done. Anywho. That has been Nikki 1111's pocket. I had another one. Did I do the question? No, I already did the question. I already did all of them. I did everything. So, listen, guys. You know, thanks for chilling with me. Whoever chilled with me today. Thank you for taking your time out today and listen to my conversation to myself with you. And I hope you guys have a beautiful one. Bye.